Agree to disagree. Hi, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to Agree to Disagree. It's been a minute. This is episode seven. Episode six was titled We're Back. Episode seven is going to be titled We're Back dot 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 again. It's like Back to the Future. We'll do a quick around the table. I'm Scott Graves. CB210. That can't happen. Chris Fester. Eric Vandeforty. I'm Josh Martin, and you know, while this time we had this little sabbatical here, I was thinking of a nice little call sign that I could think of mm. that I could like, sign off on. I like it. But the Astros stole it, oh. so I've got absolutely nothing. Bam, and there it is. There it is. Save, we'll just go with Maverick. Save that for second quarter here. Uh, <laughs> guys, try to, try to check us out and try to check the chaos out on Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter at agree, the number two, D-I-S underscore agree. And uh, we'll make sure Josh gets a Twitter poll out there once we publish this. Uh, as always, we want to thank our sponsors, Taze River Brewing Company. And uh, Patio Music is coming soon. And don't forget that it pizza and a pint mm. on Mondays. And it's been so long since we had a podcast that a quick kind of, I guess, synopsis. We're going to go four quarters here and... Uh, run through a few different topics and quarter number one is going to be a little bit of a recap of what happened months ago Nine. from <laughs> some of our <laughs> previous uh, podcasts and guys I want to start off with a little bit of kind of looking in the rear view mirror on the NFL we all took a vote on who the best rookie head coach in the NFL was and I think hands down the correct answer is the Packers. LeFleur. And uh, LeFleur, yeah. right? Except for Vester. Right. Now, if I remember correctly, Eric, oh, you took Bruce Arians and Tampa Bay. Justify that madness. I still feel pretty good about it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, in the long run. Hey, I in baseball, that's the best 30-30 you can get. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would take the same pick again for this coming year. Regardless of whether Winston is there or not, and Lacey. I think, yeah, I'm sure, you know, his eyes are better, mine are worse, his are better. It's okay. Are you picking Arians because you think Brady's going to end up in Tampa? <laughs> Great question. I think Luck's going to come out of retirement and play play for Arians again. Oh, he's under contract for the Colts, which <laughs> takes us though, <laughs> which takes us though to kind of part two of this is we were talking about the quarterbacks. That were struggling. Eli's retired. Mm-hmm. Philip Rivers is out of the. Of, I guess it's uh, out, out of the Chargers. Chargers. Right. I, was, I, out. I almost said San Diego. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Out of the Chargers. I wasn't sure where he was. That's right. why I said the Chargers. Uh, Flacco got benched. Cam Newton yeah. ended up being hurt all season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of those quarterbacks that were on the struggle bus, and we could really throw an injured Ben Roethlisberger in there. That's true. Who do you guys think, way, way, way in advance? has the best season out of the struggle bus quarterbacks. Let's go Andy Galton. Let's go Cam Newton. Let's go Joe Flacco. No, they were 13-3 or 12-4. No matter. Who out of the struggle bus quarterbacks (laughs) is going to have the best season in 2020? Josh? Are we going to throw Roethlisberger's name in that? Why not? Then I will definitely take Ben Roethlisberger. That's that's a good call. How come? You saw what that – I mean, that team was on the verge of making the playoffs – 
with Duck Hodges as yeah, the quarterback. With a bad quarterback. I mean, I mean two, two bad, bad quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think if you put Ben back in that offense, mm. yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to give up on Tomlin and his genius mind. Yeah. Okay. Eric, who you got? I'm going to get my friend Chris Vester excited right now by saying Baker Mayfield. <laughs> because Gosh, Mayfield's luster from season one certainly wore off. Some might call that pyrite, otherwise known as fool's gold. Yeah. But I'll be curious yeah. to see if there's some additional growth here in year three, especially with a real uh, NFL coach at the helm. I think the biggest jump has to come between years two and three, doesn't it? I that's, agree. That's I when agree. you really that's start to get say. an idea of, yeah. of how good you're going to be yeah. is that third year. Mm-hmm. By that point, you're in the NFL. Now, the thing for Baker is he's had three separate coaches. That's there's a been lot. Zero that's a lot. Consistency. There's been zero consistency, yeah. right? So not a lot of consistency. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got that assumption. That's what I meant. He was talking about the word. Inconsistency. Inconsistency. <laughs> he was talking about not a lot of what? Consistency. <laughs> I <laughs> couldn't even say it. Chris, Gosh, dig it. Chris, take a deep breath. Who you got? Um, I'm going to go with my boy, Cam. He's uh, he's He took a whole almost a whole year let, off. Let me interrupt you. Where's yeah. he going to play? That's the thing. It doesn't matter. Oh! Make your part two. <laughs> Will he end up with the Redskins and, and join his former coach? I don't know. But here's the thing. He's taking a whole... Yeah, I know. Wait, I know that's a, a big hit. That's a big hit. But the thing is, he's taking a whole year off. Hopefully has rehabilitated fully from all of the injuries that he's had. He finally had the surgery and everything that he needed to have. So now is he where's he gonna be? That's the biggest question. And there's a lot of places that could use a quarterback like Cam Newton. How many years does he have in the tank? I don't know. But two to three years, I'm rolling the dice. All right. Well, I'm gonna we'll, go. Go we'll ahead. Touch, sorry. We'll touch on this in the third quarter with the draft. But yeah, if I'm Washington, I'm not bringing in Cam Newton. I'm gonna get one of the two or you. So you're done, so with, you're Haskins. done with Haskins, is what I'm no, saying. No, or keep Haskins. I'm not bringing old man Cam Newton in. That would be Cam but, would be a perfect uh, like mentor. Mentor to, to Haskins. <laughs> you're gonna yeah. bench Haskins again. I don't know. With Rivera as the head coach, though, I think that's I, the wild I think you card. Start, I think you start with Cam then, like if, if you pull it in, and then uh, Haskins learns underneath Cam. They're very, very similar quarterbacks. I think there's something important to remember here is that it's Washington, and that franchise is the worst managed in the entire NFL. So this, so this makes Bad. perfect sense. So, so yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> good possible. Point. It's, so, it makes perfect sense. Here's, here's the yeah. correct answer. Uh-oh. Is going to make the Pro Bowl in 2020, Philip Rivers. Ah, okay. Where? He's one year removed from having a great season no, right with here. the Chargers. Right. And this upcoming season, Philip Rivers to the Colts. It's all over the place. It's, he's going to get everywhere. He's going to get with Frank Reich. Didn't he get Frank Reich? Fired in San Diego? I think he got the other guy fired in San Diego. <laughs> Frank Reich was already or, in Philadelphia. Or did, or did hold they, on, Chris. Hold on, Chris. My turn. And uh, he's going to go to the Colts. Yeah. T.Y. is going to have a healthy season. Mm. Bright Campbell was out almost all oh, last almost year all, yeah. being injured. Yeah. The Colts are, you know, really a quarterback away. And I can, Jacoby Brissett, whatever. Philip Rivers is well. Philip Rivers is going to come in. He's going to lead the Colts to the division and make the Pro Bowl. He will be your struggle bus quarterback who has the best 2020 season. If I quick question to maybe close that topic out, will he throw more touchdowns than he has children? 
Yes, he only has yeah. nine. Okay. Nine nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As of this recording. Right. 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 So Maybe I should just, have asked about interceptions. Just well, I, I, I was going to flip the script and say, does he go out to Patriots in Ooh. New England? Tom Brady's staying with the Patriots. Well, Tom Brady's. Well, staying. that's a whole other topic that we'll <laughs> okay. get. Okay. So Eric and I need a whole podcast for that discussion because we agree on this. Better have it here. Tom Brady's lover over here. That's true. So we've got some more NFL coming up here in a few. One last, I guess, kind of end of the season NFL question for you guys we talked about who's going to be the first one fired none of us had Jay Gruden as the correct answer and he right. was between the Washington NFL franchise the Panthers the Browns the Cowboys and the Giants out of those teams that have new head coaches one word who has the best 2020 season out of those five teams Eric I'm going to have to say I think the Cowboys because they really have the best talent in place. They've had some consistency among the top stars there. You know, they have uh, one of the the best owners in terms of giving this team resources. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously McCarthy's got a lot of experience and a lot of success developing a top quarterback. So I guess that's where I would go. Chris? I'm going to go with the Giants, but I don't think he's going to stay there. But it's set up. <laughs> Who's he? Sherman. He's not there already. No. Sermer's less so than he was. So Chris so is right. You think the Giants are going to have the best season out of the five? Out of the five, sorry. Only because who they picked as head coach, he picked all of his previous, or his assistants were previous ex-coaches. So you got a big step for uh, Daniel Jones, at quarterback. You do, you do. Daniel Jones is going to have another big year. I think he will have a big year. Um, he's, I mean, he's grown now. He, he saw a whole... NFL season, half NFL season, but I think you also got you 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 just men- mentioned the uh, Dallas Cowboys there, former Dallas Cowboys Garrett is an assistant coach. Uh, if things go awry, I wouldn't see any hesitation to move mm. Garrett into a head coach position or they're not firing judge other. in one year. They're not gonna fire him. You say less season. than one year. They're not gonna fire him in one season. Uh, I mean, uh, he has less experience as a head coach than his assistants. Here, They're not firing than his him. His assistants, though. They're not his firing. His assistants all have head coaching experience except for him. So you're gonna go with the Giants, I'm gonna which go was Giants. the original question. My, Josh. my division pick from last year. Yes. So maybe it'll be right. I am. Oh God, it pains me. Every time I agree with Eric, it pains me. But Sorry. Dang it. Every, no one agrees with me. <laughs> everything Eric said is spot on. It, that's not the name of this podcast. Oh, crap. No, but, <laughs> we agree to disagree with Chris. <laughs> the, only, the only thing that concerns me is the free agents that the Cowboys have Correct. to sign. Yeah, mm. yeah. There's two key ones out How there How big right is now. that pocketbook? Mm. Yeah, I mean, you've got Amari Cooper and exactly. you also have Dak. So for that reason, I will disagree with Eric. And my one-word answer, answer is the Panthers. Whoa. All right, Whoa. all right, all right. You asked for one word. Your one-word answer without any justification? Dang it. Uh, the <laughs> answer is the Cowboys. Eric's right. Dak Prescott's going to be signed to a long-term deal he soon. Will be. He will be. And the Not answer is the Cowboys. And on that note, we're wrapping up the first quarter. Right. We're going to move on to the second quarter, which is going to be a couple of hot takes and move on. Second quarter is always the shortest quarter, and there's no other way to talk about baseball than to put the longest, most drawn-out game into the shortest quarter. obviously baseball's in the news more than normal in the offseason it turns out that everybody's cheating right the astros red Sox, uh stealing signs nobody got in trouble but managers got fired 
do you guys think that the, the MLB screwed up by not punishing the players? Chris, your your head is yeah, going I'm all sorry. over the place. My, my head's my You're head's just feeling what yet. I'm saying. What, yeah, what do you no, got? What do you got? So no, I, I I agree that the MLB botched this and they punished some of the managers, but they did not punish the players that were behind this. To me, you punish the players, you give them fifty game suspensions starting off, right off the bat. Just like steroids. Just like the steroids. All of them? You say anybody who cheated that participated in that, you go fifty games. I, I love it. The yeah. problem is trying to prove which players did, which players didn't. You know who wouldn't you're care? Suspend them. Well, you know who yeah. wouldn't care about proving anything? He gets a lot of criticism. Oh. Imagine if Roger Goodell was commissioner of MLB, yeah. right? Yeah. I, mean, he, I, I think he would just suspend everybody, make them play minor league guys, right. and say, screw you, Astros. Uh, Manfred, is that the commissioner yeah. of baseball? Yeah. So I, I, you're right, Josh. I don't That's know. Totally, I mean, I, I, I totally agree that it was just a slap on the wrist. But what are you going to do? You can't take away a trophy. I mean, you, I mean, you literally can. But I mean, <laughs> you mean a piece? Of, it's called a piece of metal. Josh. It's just it's a, not a scrap not a metal trophy. Yeah. But I, I like what John Lester said. You know, uh, Manfield said something about, oh, it's just a trophy, or it's just a piece of metal, like you just said. And Lester's like, hey, that medal means something to me. Then take your name off of it. If it doesn't mean anything to you, take your name off of that trophy. Because to me, it means something. And he was saying, I didn't cheat when I earned all of my trophies. Sure. So you know what? Take them away or put an asterisk next to the Astros. Whatever you want to do. But it all goes back to even... I'm going to go way back to when baseball knew during the home run era that they were... They knew the steroids were happening. And the only reason they never said anything was they were coming off of the strike era. So they were coming off a shortened season. The uh, home runs were bringing baseball fans back to baseball. Chris, I'm going to stop you right there. Right I'm going to stop right there. Right there's, there. there's a big difference. Okay, yeah. You still had to hit the ball, right? Well, there's, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, sports are entertainment. Correct. Yes, taking steroids was cheating. But you still had to hit the baseball, right? I mean, right, Barry yeah. Bonds and Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire still had to hit a fastball or a curveball. Right. What did the steroids do this, to help them? This the was sis- more power. Yeah. This was yeah. systematic cheating. Sy- yeah. Exactly. Like you knew a fastball was coming compared to a breaking ball, and that's huge when you're up to bat. You know your swing speed and things like that. You know what to look for uh, because every millisecond counts when you're coming. When you're seeing that pitch come off of a pitcher's hand. Um, and just knowing ahead, oh, that's a fastball. I know, boom. I know where to swing. I know where to take this. Um, it's huge. There's a huge difference, I think. You're right, though. Uh, yeah, it's huge. And it goes back to, yeah, the steroid era, whatever. Baseball's cheated throughout its entire history. Correct. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. but. You're not, you're not trying. <laughs> but, it, but the systematic stealing of the pitches is a whole other animal, mm. and it really gives baseball a really bad look. Yeah. And, uh, Eric, we haven't heard from you yet on the, the, the idea of player punishment, which isn't going to happen. It's not it's going not, to happen. That's way so far too late. Too late. Well, too late. I think so what's, what's interesting to me is, like, you look at the NBA, you look at the NFL, they really put their players as individuals out there. And they do have strong commissioner presences, right, with, with Silver, you know, and obviously with Goodell. It's like the juxtaposition of that with the with MLB is fascinating with Manfred because they don't really push their players out there as individuals, and yet they're reluctant 
in this case, to punish Great them. Point. Great so point. it's kind of fascinating in that regard. Yes. But if I can inject a, a certain amount of uh, cynicism, which I do enjoy doing, uh, I think this is, again, financially motivated here. I think, you know, you're going to try to, you're not going to sell as many tickets if you're benching Altuve and other star players. I think there's a, I don't know how much the collective bargaining, you know, and, and player association might have to do with this. I would hope that more players, I think the thing I've been disappointed about is that more players haven't just come out. On, I, I know we've had some, it's been but the, shouldn't but it be like no, 300? Right. But, I, right. but the other guys aren't getting interviewed. The who's who yeah. have all came out against the Astros. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Altuve, kind of piggybacking off of what Eric just said, the guys, there's a rumor out there, right when he hit that walk-off home run, you can hear there's audio of him saying, don't take my jersey off. Yeah. The best they could do was say that he had a bad tattoo that he didn't want to be seen. Well, who here doesn't have a bad tattoo? Me, Eric. Yeah. Oh, crap. But, uh, debatable for Chris. But, I knew. <laughs> right, the rumor is that he had a wire. The rumor is that he had a wire on, right? Right, Chris. Yes. If it's simple, if you're Altuve, why can't you just show your tattoo? And he went straight to the dugout to change and came back out with a, a new jersey and new shirt. It's... The last thing I have to say about baseball is the other fun thing. It's now it's only preseason, but the Astros players are getting hit by pitches at a record rate. Love it. I and, love it. Uh, I'm now, okay with now, that. But again, the spineless uh, Manfred said, though, that if you hit them in the regular season, you're going to get... It's wrong. You're going to get in more trouble right. for hitting an Astro player. Right. How is he going to prove what is a legitimate uh, slider that went away or mm, right. aiming for Altuve's knee? I, I think it'd be, but I love the fact that one of the reasons I'm a baseball fan is Players police themselves. I mean, you have kangaroo court for the players down in the dugout and mm-hmm. all that goofy stuff that they do, which and, is fun. And all but the players police rules. themselves yes. on the actual yeah. field. Yeah. You throw at my guy, I'm throwing right back at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I have that. no problem. I love that. And so, I bet the over. I believe it's 83. Oh, the Astros are gonna get way more than 83 times. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, how many time. how many fights are they gonna get in this season? I found the Astros. I don't yeah, try I to zero. I, I try to get in zero fights. I'm going to say one minimum at least, though, because yeah, you're right. passions I mean, are going to over. No, these guys aren't sorry. Have you seen their interviews? <laughs> right. They're, they're not. They're oh, not but sorry. I think they're, they're being not. told from maybe Astros. Not the but, owner of the Astros. But, okay. <laughs> but like, yeah, the, new, the new owner? <laughs> well, like you said, you can only take so much. Okay, I'm up to bat every time I'm getting hit. It's... I'm going to get mad. You know, I'm going to be like, screw it. I'm coming it after you. It depends if you get hit or so you get thrown saying. behind. Because there's a difference. Yeah. Well, I think that's where... Or the head. Well, then you're starting that's where I draw the line. Correct. I you don't agree. go Safety. for the head. You can't... You don't go for the head. You can't you impact somebody's life. But yeah. Altuve's super short. So... <laughs> he does. So I'm just saying. His chin is... Right there. Chest. I mean, Wild yeah. thing gets out there and lets a high fastball fly. I'm mean, off for Ricky Vaughn. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to spend yeah. too much time on baseball because Please once don't. the regular season, <laughs> once the regular season starts, we still gonna, won't have time to talk about it. It's, <laughs> it's going to go away because <laughs> nobody cares and nobody watches. Which brings yeah. me to the last question I have for you guys before halftime. Okay. An MLS owner, Major League Soccer, just mm-hmm. celebrated their 25th anniversary, said uh, in an interview, and I, again, he was he wanted clicks. To the article, mm-hmm. he predicted that with the growth of soccer in the United States, that the MLS and soccer will be more popular than Major League Baseball in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Now, it's already the most played sport by American youth. Mm-hmm. Is there, well, let's not even worry about the 10 year, is there a chance 
that baseball, which has already fallen behind football and college football and the NBA, they've had rapidly declining attendance. Mm-hmm. The average fan of MLB is like in the high 50s or low 60s. Those people are going to die in the next 15 to 20 years. <laughs> they are. They it's, are. It's, it's, hopefully that's, accurate. Not, hopefully it's, that's uh, not our demographic right here. Yeah. Uh, is there a reasonable take to be had here that in our lifetime, Major League Soccer attendance and viewership could potentially be more popular than Major League Baseball, Eric. One thousand percent. Is that allowed to yes. have over one hundred percent? You can have a thousand percent. Yes. I mean, one, as you noted, that demographic shift is is already in place as younger people grow up, and then obviously that's going to impact the viewership as we look at technology trends in terms of streaming services and things like that. You know, accessibility to MLS games will be more uh, easy than ever. Second thing, shifting demographics of the United States, right, as we get uh, more diversified, I think, and maybe individuals are coming in with backgrounds uh, that have a a history of enjoying soccer internationally. I think that's going to impact us as well. But the real question is, can the U.S. men's team still even make the World Cup? But that's another question. (laughs) What you talked about real quick, and then Chris and and Josh will come to you guys because you're the the really the, the biggest baseball fans in the room. The other thing that should be noted is the number one age group of MLS viewership is the 18 to 30, which is younger than all four of us, us, right? Barely. Yeah, right. So, (laughs) uh, and Eric brought up another good point. MLS, MLS is on really the kind of the, on the, on the, the front lines with ESPN and ESPN Mm. plus and their streaming services on getting every game available on your tablet or device. So again, in our lifetime, Chris, do you believe that base baseball is a dying sport? No. Th- so th- this, th- I'm probably maybe the biggest baseball fan in the in the room here. Just it's so you and Josh. For, I already for, said that. I'm, and, and I'm a huge yeah, Cubs fan. Once the Cubs won the World <laughs> Yeah, he did. He did. But uh, I, I can see I can see where he's coming from saying that MLS is is going to overtake it. But then again, like I I got to see men's soccer do more in the World Cup to get to get everyone more united. You know, yeah, a lot of kids play soccer in, you know, middle school, high school, and even in college, but but that level of excitement's not there at the major league level at MLS. Baseball has a history. My, you know, I got into the Cubs because of my dad, who got into the Cubs because of his dad. It's a generational type of sport, much like football is as well. But so, Chris, baseball, let me ask you this. I'm just so saying. How, how do you how do you explain yeah. away the declining interest in baseball? That that's a uh, that's a great question. I, I, I don't even know if I can answer that, but I, <laughs> I I think I think baseball has got so away from individualized sports. You look at how basketball embraces the individual, and you have the great icons LeBron, Michael back in our day. And they just made the game bigger. Who's making the game bigger for baseball right Mike now? Mike Trout. Oh, no. I mean, Trout talks. is probably the biggest name in baseball right now, but how are how is Major League making it bigger? I could go back 10, 20 years when they had the, the home run uh, with Sosa and McGuire, that race and bonds, that brought people to the game. That's a problem. Nothing you gotta go is back to- bringing 
people to the game now. I right. get what you're so, saying. So, uh, you know, my kids, eight, almost yeah. eight, and he rather play. He well, even on TV, he's all uh, un, unsolicited. Yeah. Baseball is boring. <laughs> Is what he says. And I've always said that. I, I've always thought baseball is more boring to watch than it was for me to play. It hurts but me to hear I it, but played, I don't think it's wrong. I played baseball, and it was so Chris. The more you my talk, sport, the more you I, talk, I, I'm creating the you are, The more you talk, me. you are agreeing. I am. I am. I am. To I am. disagree with yourself. Yes, I am. <laughs> Josh, what do you, Josh, Wait, go ahead. Josh, do you? Have, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? I, mean, I think this. I think this is a good take. Yeah, I'm just thinking. It's a great and a great topic too, man. Yeah, yeah. While everybody was talking, I've switched my stance about five different times. And I think it's going to – I don't think we can answer this question today because I think it's going to come down to what is the easiest sport for the youth to play, Mm. money-wise, access, Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Because, I mean, if if it costs – every sport you need to play, you have to have a green space. So if, if I want my kids to keep playing soccer, there has to be a field there. Same thing with baseball. But at baseball, you can get so much more expensive. Travel there's teams, so, man. There's so much more equipment that you need. Uh, I mean, with soccer, I put a pair of shin guards on, I get a ball, and I can go play. In a parking ba- lot. Yeah, I mean, you do that in baseball. In too, a, in a, but I mean, in, in baseball, I, I mean, a kid has yeah. to have catcher equipment. Mm-hmm. He's got to have a glove. He's got to have bats. And, and I think that it's just going to come down to money, honestly. And Chris brought up a few good points about... Who's the face of sports now? And there isn't a face of Major League Soccer. And there never has been. I mean, Alexei Lawless is probably like one of the biggest names you can think of well, right now. Beckham, certainly when he went to the Galaxy. But I mean, he's more international and so- soccer's always been an international sport. I and mean, we're trying to talk just MLS. in America, now. just in MLS. Now. I mean, the biggest MLS name you guys can think of right now? I mean, b- before they brought in the international players and you're Beckham and you're... I mean, it, I just think there has to, and I, I think Chris brought up another great point. Uh, the men's national team has to do something. Eric, you brought mm-hmm. this up too. They have to start winning and making things because that will bring the youth. That brings everybody up to it. more together. There's, more, there's always, there's hold always, on, always no, no, hold on. There's there, always a champion on national television in baseball. Mm-hmm. If MLS can get more exposure on the TV, I know ESPN has it, but if they can get more and more, then yes, I, I do think they could. But I think it's a lot. I know you don't want to bring in the ten-year thing, and you said lifetime, but it's a lot further away than ten years than what we think it's going to be. See, my thing though is, is MLS isn't even trying to get us to like it. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. They're, 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 they're trying right to get the younger people yeah. right. Yeah. And you're right though with the superstars. You know, they get a couple every once in a while. You know, they got the guy from you got Sweden. Chicharito, you yeah, had Ibrahimovic. There's, there's but guys like said, out there. You had Rooney. Where's, right. the, where's the American? American Born and raised. Now, I will say this. Here's the problem, though, is financially, there are, there are three or four under-23 Americans that are playing in the German or the English Premier true, Leagues true. making... That's because that's, that's, the the that's where the, the big-time money. money is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help the MLS. I guess I, I'm going to backdoor into this and say that the MLS, in our lifetime, is probably going to be more popular almost by default. Which sounds crazy because I think baseball's dying faster than old people want to admit. admit. We're gonna have to revisit this because you're right. This topic isn't gonna go away, but it's halftime, and at halftime, we always want to remind you guys that on Tuesdays it's Growler Refill Night here at Taze River, where you get four dollars off your Growler on Tuesday nights.
All right, it's time for the third quarter, and uh, we did not hold true to our second quarter time frame due to the MLS MLB debate, which was awesome. We'll revisit that later, guys. I think there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about there. So let's go a little shorter on third, and let's talk about the upcoming NFL draft. Uh, obviously, for us, it's a fun time of the year. We like to get together, but we're going to keep it quarterback specific. I believe we're all going to be in agreement that Joe Burrow goes to the Bengals. Yes. What was the name? Uh, yes. Uh, how about <laughs> this? The group. How about Not this question? <laughs> all I want is a number to start mm. off, and then I got a follow-up question. Mm. How many quarterbacks go in the first round, Josh? Ooh, I I got to count. Too. Okay, sorry. Somebody give me an just give me a number. Five. Chris, I was just about to say five two. I'm serious. I was I'll figure out who they are later. All right, Eric. <laughs> I'm going to for the purpose of disagreeing. I, I will say six, and I just think you know there are many quarterback hungry and needy teams, and also teams that are looking to the future as their current starters age. Uh, you said six. Oh yeah. I think the answer is probably four, Ooh. maybe five. Here's your four locks. Well, yes. Okay. Here's right. your yeah. four locks. Burrow, yeah. Tua. Hibbert or Herbert, whatever, Herbert, Herbert, Herbert. Yeah. in love. Those are your four locks. Okay. If you're saying five, yeah. you're saying Jacob Eason or Fromm from Georgia is or, getting in or again. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is going to the first round. I love round. the fact that Eason that. will come in at 29, 30, but somewhere where right. a team always jumps back in late, a la Baltimore Ravens did that right. with Lamar Jackson. Right. They hop back in because you get that extra year Huge with value. a first-round pick. Huge so I, value. I, the reason why I say five – Two reasons I just shouted it out blindly. <laughs> but it's because of someone's going to jump back in late in that first round to grab one. To get ease. Or right. from, I don't, I or don't from, know where. Jalen Hurts is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the draft. And he's a fringe he's first not, round. I no, think. he's not. He's, no? He is a fringe second to third round guy who could still come in and play, right? we got to keep in mind that we love the NFL draft, but some of the best quarterbacks in the league – didn't go. They didn't go in, first round. I mean, I mean, an obvious example is Russell Wilson. Another okay. one is Kirk Cousins. Oh, careful, so, you better you better bring up Eric's favorite. Tom Brady was a six round draft pick. <laughs> right. Drew Brees was the first pick of the second, second round, round. Yeah. so he was a fringe first. He round. He was a fringe. But I'm talking about guys who are a little further down. Yeah. Uh, we talked about him on the last podcast. Uh, the mustache, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Right, he was a later round draft pick. So Which they decided even to go though, with him. Even though, uh, you know, I said that I was going to keep it short and sweet, I think it's four locks, and then you got, you're right, though, you trade in and get Easton towards the end. One other thing about the draft, if we're all agreeing that Burrow goes to the Bengals, yeah. okay, where does Tua go? I don't think you can. I can slot a team or I can slot a number. I don't. Did you tell me the team? There are people got the team. He's going to go, go third. Go. I think I, there's going to be trades. Yeah. He's that's, not, that's, that's why I said team. So, slot. so I think teams. I want to. Okay, Chris. I want a team. Go Miami. Boom, mm. Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Josh. I'll go Miami. Jumps from five up to get him. I, th- I think they do. But you're I not saying at three. You you might be saying at two. Uh, I get it. I think two. Two at two. Two at uh, and on that note, we're moving on <laughs> to the other question for quarter three. And it's going to be going back to kind of, we kind of revisited the struggling quarterbacks. Quarterback carousel. I want one word answers. Where does, I'm going to say a name, yeah. play, and you're going to tell me the team. 
We're going to start with the biggest one. Where does Tom Brady play? Eric. Colts. God. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. Chris. Vegas. Josh. Raiders. Vegas. Raiders. Patriots is the correct answer. <laughs> Where does Philip Rivers play? Josh. Oh, God. Uh, Tampa. Eric. Crossed my mind as well on short notice. Tampa. Colts. <laughs> Chris and I will go with the Colts. Where does Cam Newton play? Chris. Tampa. Eric. Uh, Jacksonville. <laughs> Josh. Carolina. I'm going to go with the Bears. There oh, it is. Oh. Whoa. Where, we didn't know what here's a Bears fan. Where yeah. does Jameis Winston play next year? Josh. Colts. Colts! Eric. I already named this team Tampa Bay. <laughs> Chris. They're I both think, there. I think Eric's, I Eric's just doubling up. I, I am. I did too. He, he, he likes Bruce Arians so much, he's going to give him all the quarterbacks. He, he might Bay. be able to do it. He I, might I be able to do it. I said that already, but Tampa Bay. I think he stays as well. So where does, maybe not quite as premier, where does Ryan Tannehill play, Chris? Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee. None of us had Tom Brady going to Tennessee, so Tannehill stays, right? So. Okay, good. So good. good there. But again, we'll find out soon enough. He fit, it's a system. It's a system fit. Who's, it's who's quarterbacking the Chargers? No, we're not uh, us. Matthew Stafford. No, okay. Oh, Matthew Stafford. What? Matthew Whoa. Stafford's staying in the Lions. So you think Tua is, they're staying, you think Lions are staying in three? We all, we all picked where Tua going to the Dolphins. You asked a question, I answered. But who's, who's Detroit? Who's quarterbacking Detroit then? Matthew Stafford. Andy Dalton. <laughs> and they're going to draft one. Ooh. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. I'm just all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that got heavy I in like a hurry. I like it. But that's the beauty of the NFL and free agency. Now, speaking of things getting a little crazy, let's move on to the fourth quarter. It's time for our focus and our energy to go what matters most, unless you're a Purdue fan. <laughs> This or or, or IU, maybe. <laughs> and that is March Madness, obviously. Taze River is the official sponsor of March Madness headquarters also, and uh, along with the podcast. So let's start off with this. A couple of questions here when it comes to March Madness for you guys. Um, it's conference tourney time. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a great time. You know, you get those weekday games. You know, the mid-majors start early, and then you get going on. If you were a mid-major would you keep your conference tournament winner as your automatic, or would you give it to your number one seed? You can't, you can't do it right now, but each conference has the ability to choose which route they go. Josh, you are the host of March Madness headquarters, so you're going to go first. If you're the Sunbelt or the MEAC or the SWAC or God knows what else, the Horizon or the Patriot – Sometimes their their best team Correct. gets beat by a fourteen and eighteen team. Do you consider locking it in that your number one seed, which makes your conference tournament meaningless, or do you keep it the way it is? I think it depends on what kind of commissioner you are. If you want the money, then you want that conference tournament champion because you're going to get clicks, you're going to get views, and you're going to be on ESPN. Because very few conference tournament championship games aren't on a big network. Sure. Now, a lot of these games leading up to are going to be on ESPN Plus and little things or Fox Sports Plus and all that. But your big, they're going to be on the champ, on ESPN. Now, if I'm the commissioner, I'm leaning towards putting the regular season. They're the one that did all the work. And I just didn't, that team just might not have had a, he might have had one bad game. Mm-hmm. And now they lost their automatic bid. They could go 30-0. and 0. 
and not make the tournament. And yes, it can happen. I see you giving me an evil look. If you do, this new net thing, which is a whole other topic, yeah, is throwing everything out of the whack. Not the conference. The whack. <laughs> the whack. The whack. Out of whack. Yeah. Make so it, make it, make it a match. As a fan, and as a, if I am the commissioner, I make it your regular season conference tournament. But if I'm all about that moolah. I, uh, right, because Monmouth was really good, and then they got upset, right. sure. and they right. didn't make it. Okay, right. sure. uh, Eric, I, go ahead. I have an unflinching and unfortunate reality to, to share, which is that, unfortunately, all of those schools in a mid-major are forced to be all about that money because they need it to actually function as an institution. Well, and so I, I think, yeah, and so I think, unfortunately, this is a situation where fandom as a, as a you know, basketball Hooligan, and I mean that in a positive connotation. I took it as a compliment. I thought you would have. And, uh, you know, running an actual college or university kind of aren't really, uh, you know, aligned in this case. And I'm going to disagree with Josh as well. I'm going to say you go with the momentum because one team could be high early throughout the entire season and then they hit the tournament, they hit a, a roadblock, injuries, whatever it may be. And you get the, you always, and it doesn't matter what sport it is, you always get that one team that gets hot at the very end, and you ride that hotness, so to speak. To a first round upset are, in the these, NCAA tournament. These, this, this isn't, You're not going to the Chris, final four. Chris, this isn't. They're a, not going. Chris, no, listen, listen. This isn't a hot streak. This is a a really good team losing but, one game. A bad beat, perhaps. But, yeah. what but if they is, lost? That, is that top that's team not, still going to make it out of the first Chris, round? Maybe. Here's yeah. the thing. Here's I don't the, know. That's um, just it. Here's the thing. Make, it, make a the 14, conferences count. A 14 and 18 team yeah. that got lightning in a bottle one day, Does that doesn't mean they have momentum. That doesn't mean that Monmouth, who was 28 and 2, isn't good. Right. Here's your thing. Because you're right. They need the money. They're going to continue to do the conference tournament. But on the flip side, if you want to hang your hat on something, a good Monmouth team as a 14 or 15 seed has a better chance to win a game in the tournament. So do you you want – you have to take the money. You're right, Eric. But – I hate to say it. I know. But – that, Secure the bag. You that know, the kids best, say these days. That, <laughs> that best team gives you the best chance for, you know, March Madness kind of, you know. Well, and I, and I think there's also a point to be made, which is like for most of these teams, they, they're they only literally dreaming of getting to the tournament period. So, like, if you remove the, the tournament, that almost negates the whole season even for a lot of these teams, right? Because their real goal is to get to the tournament – and but, just play a but game. You, but at the same time, you just contradict yourself. I mean, for a, a we're using Monmouth as twenty-eight and two, which is not accurate. But it was a couple years ago. Yeah, but their season did matter because they built it up to twenty-eight and two. Now I see your point about that buzzer beater on the conference championship sure. night. That you—that's what you dreamt of, of that big, that shining moment is what everyone talks about. Right. But that's th- a good song. There's and there's some, some saying something for someone that goes twenty-eight and two and. Didn't make it because they had one bad shooting night. Would they Isn't that better than getting hot one night? Well, I think this begs the question then: Would they not legitimately have a chance to still get in? Well, here's no, the they won't. They well, the not at Monmouth. No. And so, they here's, don't. so here's here's kind of my follow up argument. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things uh, I say this sarcastically about March <laughs> Madness is Dick Vitale's old senile self 
going on ESPN and just crying about these small conference schools that did not get an at-large bid. Mm -hmm. And my follow-up question to this example, you know, I I put it on the commissioner, regular season versus conference tourney. Mm -hmm. My follow-up question is, should there be an obligation to include a top-performing mid to small made small school versus a Purdue or IU who finishes 9 and 11 in the Big 10 who in your opinion should be included as a 12 seed or something along those lines the small school or the the the, the big dog you do you, do you want a, a, a 50-50 conference record big dog or a really good MEAC school who got Snake bit in their tournament. Mm. Well, aren't we aren't we a little biased in this? We are. That's why I, I asked. I'm not. Well, you, I mean, you're. I'll, I would if you, like I to mean, hear. If you move from Marquette, you're still a Power Five basketball conference. So I mean, technically, yeah. you're still a biased. But, but you'd rather have the Miak. I'm. I can tell by I can tell by your, the light in your eye. <laughs> I'm excited about it because it adds an element of name a Miak school. Not nah, Miak. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Hampton. <laughs> That's coincidentally that is the name of the tiny town where I grew up. Uh, it literally is. So I, I can't do it. I just think we've seen so many, uh, so much of these Power Five conference schools playing already, right? right? So like, and how many this year? What do we anticipate from the Big Ten? Seven teams getting in. Eleven. Eight? Eleven. Nine to eleven. That's insane, right? So like, or ten or in, which is very exciting. And then on the other hand, it's like. Does that they're going to represent one sixth of the field, <laughs> one conference? So I just, uh, you know, and th- I, I guess what I, this ultimately results in, from my perspective, does it beg the question of expanding the tournament, which has already happened with the playing games? Absolutely not. I'm not supporting right it. I'm just asking right the question. I think it'll happen eventually. Did you get a Miac school this year? I <laughs> tried to, Miac. I don't know who the number. North Carolina Central. Okay, who's always a 16 seed? They've the been number in the one. In yeah, the we should so, know that. So, so you're telling. Is I know you use MIAC just as a general Miak? reference. I don't know. So I know you just threw out the MIAC. Gardner, this Gardner, is not fair to the MIAC conference that we're doing this. Mid Eastern Athletic yes. Conference. But you, you Howard want to put, is the 10 seed in the oh, MIAC. Okay. You want to put me, Howard and North Carolina Central in the tournament because they both did a good season. Instead of a Purdue team or an IU team that can legitimately make the Sweet 16 if they if here's here's my legitimately well here's my yeah. stuck up problem and the, the Miak will get blown out in every single game if you play it a thousand times or let's go Ohio Valley you know a, a step above the Miak right where did Big Country play again where was that Oklahoma at? State Oklahoma. so anyway that's so anyway <laughs> dang it let's let's go let's go a step above the super small terrible okay. 16 seeds to one of those conferences where they sometimes but, are but, but in the Ohio Valley today uh, Bradley the four seed beat Valpo of a seven seed right they did so let's use a Peoria. so let's use one of those conferences as an example the the thing that I have I don't want to say against them because I root for them once they're in the tournament. But if you're the two seed in the Ohio Valley or the two seed in the Horizon or the two seed in the MAC or one of those, you would have been curb stomped every night in the Big Ten Correct. or the ACC. So, I mean, let's be honest. Northwestern in Nebraska would dominate 
most of these schools. Most. Yeah, because Northwestern did lose to Merrimack. Most. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> had a great year. They did. But was ineligible for postseason play. Sorry. Most. So, again, it goes back to the if you, the mid-major for me. You've got to be a special case to get an at-large. Otherwise, the Purdue's yeah, yeah, and the yeah. IU's and those teams that are hovering around 500 conference, they're, I mean, they're just better. And like Josh said, they have a better chance of advancing than Monmouth or Merrimack mm-hmm. or Loyola or some other little tiny school. Right, right. Which again <clears> goes <throat> hey, back to I know, which goes back to the original <laughs> question, more. right? Yeah. About so it, I, I agree with Josh. I agree with Josh. It shouldn't be on the selection committee. It should be on the commissioner to get their best representation but again you got to take the money and run but it also, but it. also let's, let's let's not forget that the regular season conference champ is not left out of postseason play Correct. if you finish number one in the regular season you are automatically in the NIT regardless that doesn't count it, who cares yes it does NIT. Just, no, yes it, I know you don't make no, the no, none you, of these teams are going to win at all anyway you want the they're big still money. getting to play they're still getting more money with that I know it's not the same I get it's Chris, not the conferences the share same. that Butler money. almost did they do back yeah, in the day. So I get it's not the tournament. same but you're not getting totally shut out of everything no sure you're, you're right. still playing for the sport that you love and you're still trying to win a trophy that's a maybe it's a piece of metal to some that's a problem but but you guys said your name is on that trophy so they're still playing for a trophy that's how many people point. watch more of the March Madness true NCAA tournament than they do the NIT? Of Chris, that's I a watched silly question. Chris, that's a silly question. That's, that's what I'm saying. Time out. That's a silly question. Of course. Stands, right. That's what I'm saying. It I'm goes you. back You'd to... You'd rather it. have the, the, the name recognition. You hit more uh, people there. It's not all about basketball. Look at Butler that one year. Time out. They got more. Or don't got, time out. They got more people to apply to their school. So it goes back to what I was saying about the commissioner yes. of these conferences have mm-hmm. to make that decision. Yeah. Uh, well, this is the Big East. We're, I, I think we're sure. forgetting. They weren't at the time. Big East at the time. The time right. About right. Time, yeah. Smaller. Right. Yeah. They're now, the horizon later at the time. But again, yeah, we're going back to what we were saying a second ago. We're kind of dancing around this topic here and just kind of sports shouting for Vester over That's here. my favorite. Yeah, I know. Just yelling about, <laughs> I'm not even sure what his point was. Did, did he yell, I hear loud noises or I no. love lamb? I, I tried to yell time I went out. I the bathroom and came back, so <laughs> no. that's probably why. Owning it. I owned it. All right, so Chris, you're going to go up first on this. Okay, so March Madness, we don't have Selection Sunday. Okay, we kind of jokingly text each other who we think oh, yeah. are good top mm. eights. Hashtag winning. Hashtag winning. Yes. So, Chris. Oh, boy. My question is, for the NCAA tournament, yeah. it's who you got. Now, here's a, here, a preface with everybody. I was going to say. Okay. That's you, a lot. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Pick two teams that if you would put some money on, two teams to win it all. Oh man, love that! Love that, that question. That that's a tough question, and right now I'm going to go to, I think Big East teams. What? Uh, or Big Twelve teams? Oh, you, the big. You got me opposite, excited. Opposite directions of us. Big Twelve. Big Twelve. Uh, uh, Kansas. Got excited. Okay. And, and I know Baylor's falling off a little bit, but I'll go Baylor. Uh, Kansas and Baylor, I think, have had over the course of a whole year, they've had some really really good wins. Uh, take Kansas out of the scandal era right now. 
Uh, but they, you know, I really think what happened earlier in the season, they should have been banned. But they've been playing as best as you can. I think they're currently number one. Baylor's been number one earlier in the season, too. They dropped down a little bit. They've fallen off a little bit. But I still think Baylor has what it takes. So I think those two are probably some two Final Four teams that you could see coming from the Big 12. Eric, you got two teams to pick. Mm-hmm. You're frantically scrolling through your phone to even know who's in the top 25. I don't believe that's accurate. But who's who you, who you got? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this is more of a vote for the coach than it is the players, but I have to reluctantly and perhaps uh, bitterly place Duke in this list just because of the track record with Krzyzewski. Uh, I think he's had kind of an odd year uh, as a coach in terms of yelling at a student section to shut up and some kind of uh, strange and uh, perhaps less than ideal human behaviors uh, from his perspective. So I think that's important. Um, then I guess underdog style, San Diego State. And I'm going to just own up to this. Picking them because I had a friend that went there. Okay. All right. You're welcome, okay. Okay. You're welcome okay. Josh. Okay. That's why I'm You're welcome. Here. Like, so <laughs> Josh, who you got? I'm going to go off script, and I'm going to give you two teams that no one's going to think of. I'm going to go Florida State. They played, they played defense. They played a tough conference. They've been yep. tested. Yep. And I've been talking about this team for a few weeks now. Uh, Michigan State. Seen Izzo it? always comes prepared. Whose turn is it? Izzo. <laughs> see what I did right there? I did. <sighs> senior guard. Set you up. Got to love Tillman. Senior nowadays. And I, I'll, I never, but as much as I don't, we had a little conversation about the most hated I wasn't going to use that word. Dislike coaches that we have in the Big Ten. I know Izzo is top tier, but I never go against him in March. So give me Florida State and give me Michigan State. I'm going to go with Kansas as well Mm. uh, for some of the same reasons you're going with Michigan State. You got a sol- and you're going with uh, with Duke. Yeah. You got a solidified coach who's proven that he can do it. You've got a team that's not made up of five star freshmen yeah. who already have their eye on the, on the NBA draft. Kentucky and yeah. my they're other team. Old. This this guys really here. Nice. Listen, this is the year that I think Mark Few has his best chance. To cut down the nets at Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Wow. Wow. Yeah, he has made the championship game before. Yes. I mean, it, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not picking, the, fifth, the, I'm not, before, I'm not picking yeah. the 15th ranked team in the country. No. Right, right. But I'm still, I think, I mean, if Gonzaga's going to win it all. I love that pick, but I want Tilly to show that he can be healthy. For, this might be the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're going to end the fourth quarter on, on this thought, and we're not going to get into the science of it. We're not going to get into the hoopla of it. We're just going to get into the fact that it has been talked about the possibility of March Madness at some time being played without fans due to the coronavirus for, you know, it's all over the news. Italy has already done it with their Premier Soccer League. They just shut it down, like, for real, like, yeah. yesterday. Yeah. The other day, yeah. So, Italy. Two, two questions. I want 30 seconds each. Mm-hmm. Percent chance you think that at any level this happens? Okay. So like one okay. round, one region, anything. Okay. Okay. And follow up. So I, I just want a number. I don't want why. I want a number. Follow up. I want a short explanation on would it affect 
the performances, the outcome, the environment, obviously. Okay, Eric, go. Yeah, I think percent chance that it happens on some level, I'd say like 85 on some level. Okay. We already have evidence from a D3 game that they played this game without any fans. There have been uh, at least one campus already in the United States that's shut down classes entirely. Uh, you know, schools are canceling study abroad, spring break trips. So I think the possibility of it happening on some level are very high. The possibility of it happening on a entirely like whole tournament level, very low. So what is what, and what is the impact? Yep. I mean, you know, as a fan going to see the games, I'm bummed. Okay, but as a viewer watching the games, I don't care at all. It would be strange to be watching these games with without any fan reaction. I assume they'll pipe something in in this tech age. You know, uh, you know that would be weird and, and strange, and we could debate that after 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 it happens. But uh, obviously, I'm still watching, and I'm still really excited about the tournament. Chris, I said t- uh, I'm gonna go the complete opposite and say two percent. Two. Two. Uh, so you're I, saying there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> what's the, a chance. So what's the environment of the game? Uh, the environment of the game is the game. The game's not going to change. I think. I think, with the amount of revenue that these teams pull into every regional and and championship uh, area, I, I don't think it's minimal. I, it, you look at the places that have been effective in this year, or so far, it's been like the Seattle, Washington. Nothing's going to be in Seattle, Washington right now. We don't have a first round. We don't have a second round. Did you look this up ahead of time? I did not. (laughs) Uh, I don't think we do. I I have no idea. I don't think we do. I looked it up. We don't. Anyway, we as it comes down to money, the NCAA is not going to turn out money. The fans want to go follow their teams. They're going to follow it no matter what. The money comes from the TV contracts much more so than it does from the tickets. Well, it does. And it's already paid. Time it's already paid. Time constraints. Josh, Harry, and Lloyd are upset. Because it's zero percent <laughs> Love it. chance. Now, under the theoretical of an empty stadium, what would it have? Uh, I'm not even thinking in that because it's not. Okay, so going I'm gonna I'm gonna to I'm gonna do two things here. So Eric and Chris, you guys you guys went the fan version. Yeah. I guess my question was more about the actual game and the outcome. Oh, we the correct we answer is the correct answer is there is zero chance. That a venue goes without fans. Thank you. It's zero. It's zero. Thank There's you. only 450 confirmed cases. But here's what yeah. I wanted you guys to touch base today. on. I said today. It don't matter. They're it not. They're, here's the other thing. The confirmed NCAA, today or as of today? The NCAA, guys, has proved that they. Huge. Listen, the NCAA doesn't care about anything or anybody but themselves. The money. Okay? But the again, that's already there. Listen, you're miss. Listen, Chris. Who keeps interrupting? <laughs> So, <laughs> you see, I'm saying the moon, the moon, the moon, the moon. So, they don't care. It's zero percent. But here's what I wanted you guys to touch base on: under the hypothetical pretend idea of playing in an empty stadium, I think at it least w- you're giving it a lot of credibility. I think if <laughs> think about it, it would make a huge difference. There's no you're playing, yeah. and yeah. it's crickets, right? Yeah, you make a shot. There's no there is no I. I would argue there's, you know, one of the best things about March Madness is 
if the game's in Indianapolis and Stephen F. Austin is playing Syracuse mm-hmm. and everybody from Indiana doesn't know anything about either school, everybody's rooting for Stephen F. Austin. Right. Yeah. And there's Underdog, and yeah. momentum is a real thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. one, it's zero is the only answer. <laughs> it's not, not two, not 85. Oh, it's God. zero. No but the other thing is, though, if there if it, you know, like those soccer games, there's no momentum. There's no nothing. It's just bizarre. I have my, watched my one two, of those soccer games with no fans. My two percent really? was predicated on the like, actual location of the site. You're a little bit more of a, you know, go along with team player on the idea of the question. Josh and I just shut it down. We're like, nope, this is uh, it's, it's not happening. It's so happening. That's why you too. Italy, Italy is shutting down like half of its country. Why Italy's and, and like the size soccer, of soccer though? Right? Italy and no, Italy's soccer. bigger than California, son. Italy and soccer. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like they're not even they're not even playing the games anymore. They're just they've shut down. It's also professional. We're yeah. talking about college athletes here, which I think I think it has a, a little. But they don't Different get to aspect. Just, they don't get to And the logistics that. of trying to pull this off now with nine days away from the first four in Dayton mm-hmm. is a, a absolute TV nightmare. Now I know that they, I know teams aren't slotted yet, and so you don't haven't bought your tickets. Yeah. I get that. But the from the logistic point is a lot harder than shutting down a league. Let me inter- honestly. Let me interject logistically. Because all of these college students are going all over the United States. It's and mostly all alumni. All over the world. It's mostly alumni. You're not sure what I'm going to say. In band. All over the country and all over the world for their own spring break travels in the next two or three weeks. And I feel like when that all comes back well, together, they all, when, But you had two weeks for coronavirus to even pop up. March Madness will already be over. <laughs> So it's fine. It's fine. Okay, you're now, already infected. Time, now, time restraints have me to one last question. No overtime. Okay, fourth quarter already ran late. Okay, you get one question each. Purdue and IU both admittedly underperformed this season. Who I makes, disagree to that on, on the start? But go ahead. Sorry, Josh, you're right. Okay, IU overperformed. No, I didn't say that but, either. But We've improved over the last. Does I'm never mind. I'm, we, I'm, the conference th- the conference tournament hasn't started yet. We don't have selection Sunday yet. Okay, does either team? make the actual tournament. Josh, my apologies to the IU faithful on my underperformance. Does either team make the tournament? Yes. I'm assuming you're saying IU, yes, Purdue, no. I'm going to put Purdue, no, unless they win the whole thing. I'm putting IU as long as they win Wednesday against Nebraska. Good. Eric? As much as I would like to have Purdue in the tournament, I just don't see it happening. They've their last third of the season has just kind of been atrocious. Couldn't step in it, step up in any big moments. And for the sake of Indiana and for my friend Josh here, I, I do hope IU gets in. Chris, I completely agree with what Josh just said. Uh, Purdue has to win the whole thing. IU wins at least one game in in the Big Ten tournament. Purdue's not going to win the Big Ten tournament, so they're out. No, Screw them. Yeah. They've underperformed all season. IU doesn't choke against Nebraska. I think they're in a play-in game in Dayton. If they win their next game, I think they're in the regular tournament off yeah. the bat. And on that note, guys, uh, we, for the most part, have agreed to disagree, sometimes with Chris, sometimes with Eric. We'd like <laughs> to thank our sponsors here at Taze River Brewing. We'd like to thank you guys for tuning in here to a long-awaited Episode 7. And, again, for Eric... Chris and Josh, I'm Scott. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Agree to disagree.